last time on Queer Dungeoneers. The party clashed with the elephant spirit Loxod. During the fight, Cremora called on her connection to the sign in the sky, but in the presence of the border forest's foul magics, her attack went horribly awry, transforming her into a hideous crab monster. Loxod offered a deal to turn her back, but before the party could make a decision, Patsy flung into a murderous rage. Patsy's gonna fucking swing. You sweep your greatsword around in, a, in an arc, just going for as many heads as you can get. Roll hack and slash. <sighs> that is a 10. Okay, roll your damage. D10, D4, plus one. Fuck you, this is a narrative moment. That's four damage. Uh, you're not going to be so mad. So there was the ghoul on the ground, Mm -hmm. and there is actually one ghoul that hasn't come over with the rest of them. Yeah. But the six that came in the hug, you sweep your blade around and you cut them all down. Just take off every head. And they just fall to the ground. Jolene, there is this massacre above you as heads are swept off by Banny, who is certainly tasting human flesh right now. And the forms sort of sweep away and down to reveal Cremora in this monstrous form. So I guess what I want to know now, Crabmora, what are you doing? You know, she's lost her magic, her mind's altered and gone a little bit. Her, you know, she's filled with this unholy strength. And so she just lashes out at the nearest thing, which is the one of the ghouls, grabs at her with a claw. Roll hack and slash with three strength. <laughs> Jesus. That's a six. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I give you three strength that this is what you do with it? <laughs> <laughs> you lash at the closest thing. And it's not until you hit it that you see it was not ghoulish. It was just a halfling. I'm so sorry, Tori. That's oh, fine. That will be uh, 1d12 damage. Eight damage. Oh, we're doing it like this now, huh? Jolene is going to draw Lenny and disappear. She's going to go hide. Jolene disappears. Nimi's going to get up and run in that kind of like really ungainly way where you take off from a kneel so she's kind of unbalanced and she's just gonna throw her arms around Cremora and hold her as tight as she can and say Cremora it's me it's okay I need you to come back now Cremora looks down at Nim raises one claw and Snaps it together and then tries to push him off and launches a Loxod. Do you resist? Yes. Nime, can you roll an aid or interfere? Obviously an interfere. Twelve. So that'll be a minus two to Cremora's strength roll to break free. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, that's another six. Wow, Cremora, you are just held in place in this hug. And Loxod just sort of ambles up behind Nime. Great creature, you are as much mine as you are the skies. Gift me your power. Untether me from this place, and you can have yourself back. 
Can Patsy fuck up this situation? Please do. I imagine for Patsy right now, the scene around him is sort of flashing in and out. The trees themselves for, like, brief flickers fade to mass fires and brimstone and the screams and wails around and looks towards Luxod and the screaming soul surrounding the body and it flashes and then there's this large demonic form and there is rage and there is ire and there is pain and then there is nothing more but pure rage and hatred and blood and he's gonna launch at that soul barrier with his soul sword see what it can do I'm a hack and slash Oh, that is a 13. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, roll your damage and then tell me what you use your uh, smash for. Um, that is seven points of damage. And I want Benny, a soul-infused blade. As the cut comes through, it slides and begins to consume the barrier around Luxord himself. Well, isn't this just the perfect time to say that seven damage is enough to destroy the barrier? Perfect. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Just in this horrible rage, you launch Benedict into the barrier, and the souls are screaming as they are pulled into Benedict. It starts glowing as a weapon taking on this immense power and the barrier goes into your weapon and you are holding this sword brimming with the power of souls and the barrier around Loxod is no more yay Loxod <laughs> <laughs> is taken aback but just focus on Kamara do it now oh fuck um there's a very real possibility that killing this thing will solve all our problems. <laughs> but there's also a very real possibility that killing it will damn Cremora to this hellish existence as a lobster monster. Like, I don't know whether Cremora is willing to take that risk, whether I'm willing to take that risk. I don't know if I'm willing to gamble on that. I'm just going to roll a wisdom save because I think Ursa would give a stronger push to take over again. <laughs> Fuck me, and she does! Nim has stopped paying attention to Loxod quite as much because she's so focused on Cremora and trying to make sure she's okay. <laughs> and she's obviously quite shaken. And then hearing the wailing of the of the barrier going down, Ursa's just like, now's our chance, we have to do this. And kind of the opposite of like when she kind of snapped into Nim, Nim just like one second she's Nim and the next second... She's the big blue bear again. <laughs> and big blue bear turns on Luxord and roars in his face and is going to swipe at him. Hackity slashity. Oh boy. Oh no, that's a seven. <laughs> okay, roll damage. <gasps> ah, Finally, good attack. <laughs> I think you catch Luxord completely unawares. He's so sure that you wouldn't, you wouldn't risk Cremora's form like this. Uh, that he just doesn't see it coming as you turn back into Ursa and launch at him with a sharp claw that drags down his side. But four harpies 
all come down together and seeing you do this, they just pick you up and they just lift you away from the battlefield. You're in the air and you're sort of away from the battle and they're taking you further. I want to try and stop this from happening. (laughs) The head snaps up, snarls and vertical leap up into the air to grab Nim and just drop back down and hope that the extra weight is too much for the harpies. Roll the fire danger dexterity. That's a nine. You grab up into the air and just manage to catch Nime or Ursa and the harpies could only just handle the weight of a bear and definitely can't handle the weight of both of you at the same time. So they let go and you both fall down and hit the ground so you both take a d6 of damage. Okay, I took four damage. I took five damage, which is a fourth of my total health. So, you have lying in a pile Ursa of the Running Stream, who has taken over Nime's body. We have Cremora Magnus, who has channeled the energy of a great space lobster into her form, but it has overrun her, and she has ceased to be human. We have Patsy, who eyes filled with rage has struck down the barrier surrounding Loxod and channeled it into Benedict, which is now glowing with unholy energy, the wailing of spirits echoing from the blade. And we have Jolene, who, after being struck by her friend, disappeared while holding Lenny. What are you doing, Jolene? Hmm... I'll be real, if getting Nim back hadn't gone so well, Cremora would be getting a knife in her back right now. Since it has, however, Luxord's looking fine, right? Like, he's not too worse for wear. Luxord has been hit by one slash from Ursa. That's it. Seeing as everyone is now concentrating on Cremora, the big lobster, Queensland attraction. (laughs) (laughs) What she's going to do instead is pop out of hiding and backstab Loxod. I rolled an 8 plus 3, so that's 11. That was a backstab, so what options are you picking? I'm going to reduce their armor by 1 until they repair it, and I'm going to deal my damage plus 1d6. Go for it, roll damage. Oh my god, okay. That is 8 plus 7 plus 4. Plus 1. So I did 20 damage. (laughs) Let me paint a picture. The battlefield had somewhat forgotten Jolene, and that is a fatal mistake. She leaps out of nothingness, Leonard in hand, and sinks it straight into the jugular of Loxod, the elephant spirit. You have never seen a spirit take such physical damage. It just pierces through him, and he shrinks, and he shrinks, and seems to just be enveloped into Lenny. Oh my god! (laughs) Nice! (laughs) 
sorry, Lenny. I know that wasn't human flesh, but I hope you are okay with the substitute. Mmm, that was tasty. And Lenny and Benny both are glowing. There is disarray on this battlefield. The harpies are stunned and confused and they leave. They just fly off. The ghouls sort of start backing away and then just seem to start deteriorating and barely seem to make it like 10 steps before they are haggard on the ground. A weight just lifts off of this forest as Loxod is defeated. Not just defeated, but retained. What can I say? I'm really good at breaking locks. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that was amazing. But Kramora is still this horrible creature, this horrible monster. Nime is still Ursa, unless... Well, Loxod has been defeated, so Ursa breathes a sigh of contentment and... We see the shape of Ursa transform back into Nim in a much more fluid and I want to say normal, like the way not Nim normally transforms, yeah. where it's like she grows and shrinks and stuff rather than snapping in and out of it. And you're back to Nim, eh? And I'm back to Nim. But Cremora is not back to Cremora. Jolene is probably going to advance up to Cremora, looking very, very, very murderous. So it's up to you guys whether or not you want to stop that. If it's possible for a giant space monster to look sheepish, Kamora does. <laughs> nope, she's not saying it. Jolene, it's still her. No, it's not. It is. If it wasn't, then she wouldn't have come after me. She could have just as easily been trying to kill you. I can't believe that. Kamora is going to reach out and point at Jolene with one of her claws and then scratch into the ground in like awful... Blocky letters, you promised. (laughs) She did, didn't she? Oh, to kill her. If the extra Tarask ever took her over. She flips out two daggers and says, sorry, Cremora, and goes to stab her. As she does that, Nim's gonna just call out, Patsy! I think I might have to roll for this one. I'm trying to break out of the trauma and rage to, to help out. That's not a good... Oh, okay, I'm actually pretty damn friggin' lucky. I got a ten. Oh, yes. Patsy, you snap back to it. The hurt is still just as deep, but you can see what is pressing in the moment and what matters now, and it's your friends. I'm gonna drop Benny, walk forward with tears in my eyes to stop Jolene from stabbing Cremora as she's... Jumping up to do so, I think he's just going to put out both his hands into the blades. <gasps> Whoa. To directly stop him. Do you still attack? Yeah. Roll a hack and slash against Patsy. That's a nine. I'm sorry, I rolled a seven and a four. <laughs> Patsy, these daggers sink. Did you say into your hands? Yeah. That's, like, such a horrible place. Crucified. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you take 11 points of damage, um, and also mark weak. Patsy, what what the hell? And she's going to drop both weapons. They stay in Patsy's hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And she's going to, like, look in her pack or whatever and start trying to find bandages. While she's preoccupied with that, Nim's going to get up, walk over to Grimora, look at the writing on the ground, and look up at her and say, You promised me as well, and I will help you, Grimora, because I promised you. What do you need right now? Grimora looks down at her mutated, monstrous new form. And she gestures over at her bag, which has been discarded, her spellbook, which has fallen out. Nim's gonna run over to the spellbook and grab it. Do you need it, or do I need to read something? Kamora shrugs. Okay, okay, hang tight. And Nim's gonna leaf through it and see if she can find anything useful. What does the book look like inside? Like, how is it the information laid out? The book is split perfectly in half. So the first half of the book looks like a, a textbook, well, like any sort of like a modern textbook. So, you know, it's got spell formulas written out and like exercises that you can do to help learn different spell formula. And, you know, here's a list of ritual ingredients that you should do for this ritual and, and so on and so forth. But the back half of it is left blank and is printed with sort of specialized paper. Wizards can inscribe their own spells and keep track of various notes and things. Is it written in common? The first half is. I think the second half is a bit of a mix. Most of the spells and general notes and stuff would be written in common, but anything Cremora didn't want other people knowing would be written in Dawn's Saturnian. So I think there is a problem here. The party doesn't have a spellcaster at the moment. No. <sighs> I took Familiar Prey, and it's roll with instead of int when you spout lore about a monster. Does the space lobster count as a monster? Yes. Roll the spout lore. Eight. You're looking, and you're looking at her, and look, you know all sorts of crab facts, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that you could recite, but this is an unfamiliar beast, and you know that the answer lies in the spell book, the power that Cremora already holds, and in Loxod. And I think you're trying to find something about Cremora and Cremora's current form that will help, but you just don't know enough. And then you think of the forest itself, and you know that there are many magical creatures within most forests like this, and you wonder if one of those could be your conduit or your spellcaster, if you could convince it. Hmm. So, Patsy, there are knives in your hands as they drip with blood. Jolene, you fish out whatever bandages you have left. So what she's going to do is she's going to get Patsy to sit down, first of all. Uh, I'll oblige. Then she's going to wrap the bandages around, like fairly firmly around the stab. Wait, wait, I'll, ch I'll take out the dagger first. No, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Oh, if you do that, you'll end up bleeding way more, trust me. Oh, right. And she starts, like, binding the hands quite tightly, so nothing moves around. Why, why did you stop me? Kremora asked me, and I promised her that if she couldn't control the the space lobster anymore, I'd put her out of her misery. I'll be honest, I didn't pick up all the nuance of the situation. I don't know, in that moment I snapped back in and I just saw that I needed to stop it, and I just... If, if my body's good for one thing, it's being the lamb that saves others. You're not expendable. No matter what anyone else thinks, no matter what Baramos thinks, you're not expendable. And neither's Cremora. 
Kamara is not expendable either, but I can't. I, I can't trust her like this. Then we'll find a way to get her back. I mean, I've been with y'all a short time, but one way or another, we always come through. Most of us. Anyway, don't do anything with your hands until we have at least access to magical potions of some sort. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you think I can tie a broadsword to my feet? Uh, how about holding it in your teeth? Oh, that may work. And I've got the knuckle busters. I can put them on my toesies and kick real hard. Yeah, you you could. And I can also stab them with the daggers in my hands. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Like the most dangerous form of patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called patsy cake. Nam <laughs> ah! is going to come over holding the spell book and she's going to say, I can actually help. And she's going to take Patsy's hands in her own. And I would like to expend some balance. Take the knife out before you do, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't heal the knives in. I have three balance, so I will take one of Patsy's hands, grab the knife, pull it out, and expend one balance. Oh. <laughs> and then take his other hands, do the same thing, expend a second. So that's 2d4 heals for Patsy. All right. Uh, that's a two and a three. Back in the double digits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then before I let go of his hand, I'm just going to say, thank you. And I'm going to turn to Jolene and say, you too. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't agree with you on this. That's fair. I mean, you were right last time. <laughs> I'm always right. I just hope this time you are right. I hope so too. I think I am. So, Kamara's spellbook has some information. Um, look, I know you think I'm a magic user. I mean, I am, but I'm, I'm not. I can't cast spells, and we need a spellcaster, and um, our spellcast is kind of a crustacean at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an idea. Mm -hmm. Can I borrow Lenny? Why? And she kind of holds it close to her chest. I think if I watched everything happen right, Lenny has Loxod right now. And Loxod could free her, and I might be able to talk to him. I'm Lenny! I'm Loxy! I deal plus one damage! I kill houseplants! Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Nothing about this dagger seems to scream able to unlock and return a human back from an eldritch space lobster. But if Ursa can connect with Loxod in some way, she might be able to learn something and then I could do something. You know? But what if we're wrong? What if all of us were wrong and Cremora binding her to what's going to come and destroy all of us was a mistake? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but if that's true, she can't unbind herself while she's like this. What if she can't unbind herself at all? I don't know. I don't know. Jolene kind of looks down at Lenny in her hand where it's glowing faintly and throws her arms around him for a moment and then detaches and gives her Lenny. I hope you're right. I really do. Me too. And Nim is going to 
hold the dagger out in front of her, slash it across my thigh, and then I'm going to say, Loxard, Ursa and I would like to speak to you. Thanks for listening. Watch out tomorrow for a very special Pride Month episode, GM'd by Ursula. Till next time, bye!